When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Dr. Drew, and you are listening to This Life with Bob Ford and Dr. Drew. Here we are. Hey, this is Bob and this is Dr. Drew, and this is Life. And this we have a my big buddy Michael Carano in your here. Big buddy, my big buddy, Mike Carano. It makes it sound like I'm overweight. Yeah, it see, is that, that, you're hurting his feelings now. Already he hurt his feelings. <laughs> Here's my tiny friend. people's feelings. No, Here's I, my I, tiny penis friend. Important <laughs> friend. <laughs> Came to me for treatment. <laughs> hey, by the way, we're in your house right now. Yeah. And uh, once again, for like the 40th time in my life, I'm reminded of the financial chasm between me and my friends. Yeah, I know. That happens to me all the time. Every person's house I go to, I'm like, oh, is that your Bentley? Yeah. Huh. What is that? How do you resolve those feelings? Because I've resolved them pretty good. I just feel like some people are lucky. Some people work really hard. I have some friends that are lucky that live that live like that. Some people that really work hard to live like that. It's all chaos. You never know. I mean, working hard is obviously one of the most important factors. But, yep. but l- No, I got friends that just inherited it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's, that yeah. would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. But there, there are people that I look at and I go, God, I'm so happy for them. I'm so glad. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad. And the people look at it and I just go, what the fuck? Yeah. The world is not, is not fair. Well, nothing is fair. And it, if you can actually resolve that in your own brain, life's a lot easier. Yeah. Because we all end up comparing ourselves well, it turns out it turns out that that is a universal human feature, which is there's all this happiness research that shows that, you know, the, how much money do you need to make to be happy? Well, it turns out $75,000 is the threshold if you earn more than that per year, it doesn't make you more happy. Okay, I'm with that. I Hold understand on a that. Hold on a second. There, except if you live in a neighborhood where, and you can be happy making seven five. Particularly if you live around people that make that much. But if you live in an area where people make more and they have more, you're very unhappy. Because in other words, when we're exposed to people that have more, it makes us unhappy, no matter what. No matter what. So uh, that's just a universal human thing. That if we, somebody it works in the inversion though too, because. I met a guy, comedian guy, um, who's not who doesn't have the income I have that lives in my neighborhood. It made me feel all right. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. It's kind of schadenfreude. <laughs> <laughs> kind of evens out. Everything's even. Did you guys know each other before today? Uh, yeah, we've met yeah. a couple. We've met a few times. Yeah. yeah. Where? I, I wasn't aware of that. I don't think mm. I knew. San Francisco Jacks. Just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> I said that. Mitchell Brothers. <laughs> He knows what Mitchell Brothers is. You don't. Don't know. Do you know what the San Francisco Jacks is? No. See? It's a, it's a men's group that where they have... I'm sorry I brought this up. God. <laughs> okay, good. Don't, it's a don't, masturbatory don't, club. Don't go further they, with it. All right, I don't need any more. It's, it's all a, good. It's a, San Francisco just always represents sex, doesn't it? Mm, gay sex. Seems like it. No, heterosexual sex, too. Oh, yeah, well, no. it's two girls is gay. Okay. <laughs> it <laughs> Anyways. is? Anyways. <laughs> so... This is getting weird fast. So, uh, Mike, what's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Yeah. I'm doing. I'm doing. Working pretty on well. the movie yet? I'm working on a bunch of stuff. Good. Little bits. Little bits at a time. Moving forward slightly. Good. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. Not as much as I'd like to, but nothing's ever going to be as much as I like to. I, I discussed with him a book idea I had. I, I don't really want to talk about. It. It's a great. It's a good idea, right? It's a great idea. Well, yeah, I met with Judith Regan, and she wants to turn it into like a, almost like a little Prince style little. Oh, the fold out parable, books? like oh, a cool. parable fold out kind of thing. My and first thought is that sounds easier. Good idea. It, Good <laughs> idea. Easy, easy. It, it does sound easier, but but she, she it, thought it she, should be a photo book. No, but listen, she didn't build it off the fact that it's easier. In fact, I need like a science fiction writer to help me flush this out. But but it was the fact that she goes, "Do you know what the number one selling category of books are in 2015? Any idea? Children's. No, adult coloring books. 
Oh, I know. That's huge. How is that possible? Oh, no, it's by, huge. By a large Adult margin. Adult coloring? I've never so, even seen so her oh, I've head. Seen, I've seen um, yeah. millions so, of them. So her head is in this sort of, we need to kind of creatively, people aren't reading books the way they should, so you got to kind of creatively hook them, which I, I think is a great idea. It needs to be sort of gifty. Color, kinda, coloring. Yeah, wow. so, but, but it'll now be Now you're story. marketing a book. But I listen, said but listen a the joke. story has to be, the story has got, I, I've got a great story in my mind, and I will give you a hint. It it flies off of my philosophical thought experiments that I always give my patients about the brain of the vat. Yeah, yeah. It's a great idea. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Listen to this about a book. So I did a book. Becky helped me mm-hmm. get this book out. I just finished it. Meeting with the people in New York. It's come out. Whatever. Everything's good. And the girl goes. The the editor. The this wonderful girl uh, that ran it. She goes. You got you got another. You got a second book that you're thinking about. And I said that. It, I was like, if I never wrote another book, it'd be called Rehab, Don't Go. And she <laughs> sat up and went, are you joking? Yeah, I want to hear and that. And I was like, I guess I'm not joking. <laughs> yeah, people would want to hear that. Rehab, Don't Listen, Go. Listen, Mike Catherine <clears throat> just sent me a, a Facebook post to some, some neuroscientist. Yes, I, yeah, the f- Vice yeah. article. Right, yeah, the Vice article, exactly. And, and my thing was. Well, what is it? That 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 can't that, agree on something. Models, that you guys both model, know about and models, <laughs> models of addiction are bullshit, and treatment is bullshit. And, and it's like, I first of all, if there were not an internet, this guy would not. You would never, ever, ever hear this opinion. I, I'm glad there are opinions like that out there because it challenges the people that do the work. And always got you, science got to always move forward. But it's he has no clinical. He says he's experience. a neuroscientist. I know, but he's not a and, clinician. He yeah, doesn't have any he's idea never interfaced with addicts. No, no. I just found it interesting that it's Vice that really blasted that everywhere, and are, you know, I'm expecting a call about the head of Vice sooner or later. About oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, yeah. But but I will. Well, that's that's why he's defending fill in the blank. Yeah, every but, type of anti. Right, the, yeah. Right. So. But whatever, that's fine. You we'll, know, you got friends that drink and take drugs, and they're yeah. always attacking AA. Yeah. They're the next Absolutely. ones that are going to be in AA. Probably. I was. I hated it. I hated it. I was so proud of myself for the stuff that I came up with to avoid it. I told my boss once, like 25 years ago, I go, listen, this, and I thought I was genius. I went, holding my hands up, I went, here's you, here's me. You fucked up your life, so you're down here. I never fucked it up because I can handle my hooch. And just because you got clean doesn't make you above me. You're still down here and I'm still up here. Because you didn't have to go to Yeah, because I'm still handling it fine. I'm still better. And I really felt that way. <laughs> I know that feeling. Really? I, st- I, still, I still go to meetings. <laughs> That's an antisocial. Anti- no, I, yeah. no, I still go to meetings and think I don't, I'm not these people. I don't have this problem. Yeah. Well, let, let's, the, for people that don't know Mike Carl, let's describe who he is. Mike uh, is... We've worked at the comedy clubs for years. Transsexual. He's he is. Uh, don't insult that. He's admired. Was that the bad word? I don't know what the common What's the good vernacular one? is. Listen, listen, what? Oh, what are you supposed to transgender. say? Transgender. Transgender. Typically, uh, transsexual means you've had your body altered in some way. I just learned mm-hmm. this the other day. And transgender means you identify your gender as different than that. Would, what is somebody who cross dresses? That's cross dressing. What okay. if I get my penis caught in machinery and it rips it off? <laughs> then you have some choices to make. <laughs> you, were you guys upset by, by uh, Caitlyn Jenner winning Woman of the Year when there's women out there struggling? I, I, I wasn't And then because this dude who just decides he's a chick, now he's the Woman got of the a Year. PR, they got a PR. They're trying to sell tables. Magazines. Magazines. Yeah, they're trying to sell magazines. And it was, it was, a, you know, it was, a, it was important. But don't you think that was I thought it was at a fundraiser. Women? No. Right, well, Can I pop in here? Yeah. My wife, Susan. I was Susan. mad. What do you know? Because I'm... A privileged white woman. Right. She was. She was saying that we, women women can't even get their awards for themselves. Yeah, you know that's what, what I mean. mean. That's yeah. what I'm. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I want yeah. to be the privileged white woman here. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. What do you, what's your opinion? Privileged Susan white lady. She's a privileged trans transgender. I see. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Right? Wow. The categories are endless. <sighs> do you do you do you put it behind? Uh, do you think uh, there's a possibility this could all be for press? What? Like the whole sex change? You know, you're not the first person to raise that to me. That that she, he, I think you said that too. That she, he became so enamored with the women he was living around, he just had to be like them. He wanted to be like them. You, you, Susan, well, look like at that. the rest of the Kardashian men. They're not doing so great. They do bad things. About. I'm sorry. I don't want to bash Kardashians, but, but still. No, yeah, uh, listen. I, I, I've been backing Chloe. By the way, I think you and I talked about this on one of our podcasts that she's been handling the Lamar thing well, as about as as good as you possibly can. Uh, and people were cr- were bashing her. That's a that is a horrible. Well, situation. that's another thing. They're bashing us for Scott, and it's just a bashing, bashing. They're bashing us around. for Scott. Oh, I'm sure it'll come. Ugh. 
I haven't dealt well, with lucky Scott. he wasn't on Celebrity Rehab. I, I can tell you that. I haven't dealt with Scott in 20 years. I know. I wish I could. But we talked about it now, and yeah. it's inappropriate or yeah. whatever. It's I'm weird so how you guys get in trouble. You guys I'm, get in trouble for other people's other decisions. People's, yeah, yeah, other people are killing was, themselves. Listen, I get in trouble for my peers' care of patients. Yeah. Yeah, people blame me. You know, for that. I, I always Jeff, l- Jeff Conway, who you know, that whole team that fucked him up, right? Yeah, yeah, multiple teams. Them. They kept going back to these people. The surgery, yeah. surgery, we kept surgery. fighting to get him back into. Uh, we were there left. one time at his house trying to help yeah. him and get him back into treatment. Yeah. And the Scientology people that John Travolta sent over were there uh. too, and they were waiting <laughs> to talk to him. And if you remember, it was the weirdest and, thing. And if you remember, like, and I looked at one of the Scientology people and I said, "It's only going to be a few more minutes." <laughs> I don't think he's going with us. But if you remember, <laughs> I was like, I don't care. I don't care who get him. If you guys yeah. get him, good. Get, get him, him out of this thing he's in. This but is we had the him. first dibs because we were there first, and then he wouldn't go with us. So then they stepped in, and then they found out he didn't have any money, and they didn't, you saw their oh. van peeling away. <laughs> he didn't. No, he didn't go with them, and then he went and got another surgery. Yeah, ended up mm. in a nursing home. Yeah, here's the interesting thing, though. Remember what Doctor Conrad Murray said when the shit really hit the fan? He goes, "I'm just the last doctor standing." That's what he said. He was quoted as saying that. Yeah. Meaning, like, listen, people have been prescribing him propothal for 15 years. And and yeah, at the end, whoever's the last doctor there's standing. There's probably some truth to that. The last doctor standing interfacing with an addict is going to get the blame. Why weren't the surgeons blamed? Why were the people oh, because prescribing they're, the opiates? They're doing something that I'm all Americans saying, need. I'm just saying. So let's. Start. Mike Carano is a friend of mine. He uh, is just the way Bob knows all the musicians on Earth. Uh, Mike knows all the comedians yep. on Earth, and uh, they admire him and his comedic talent, his writing talent. And uh, Mike's been uh, inspired to write some movies and some maybe television. And how's that going? Did you just make that up? No, you were you, I've been you inspired and I to write some television. Well, I don't know if we, I, well, I, you said you have multiple projects going, so I thought, oh, maybe and I have a book too, on. but I haven't uh, pitched it or written it or even considered it, <laughs> and I don't read, so and, and yeah, Mike, you don't have to read to write a book. Guess what? No, of course, because mine's a coloring book. <laughs> and and Ching, it's going to be great. I swear to God, I'm still baffled. I've never heard this. I need no, it. they're She's, huge. People, because I just went to New York and all around, I had an album come out. People sit on planes and do it. It's so bizarre. To me. It's so bizarre. So bizarre. Yeah, I know. You know, and they've been around forever. Yeah. You know, like those colored Paint pencils. Yes. And they and they just do it, these flowers. Wow. And, and there's no story or there is a story? I don't there's know. There's themes. Outer space, uh, Buddhist lotuses. There's all kinds of themes. Oh, Think of the theme of one. My thing is yeah. that life is too short. Dead comedians. Oh. That's a pleasant coloring book. <laughs> I would He's buy. not the right shade of green. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that guy in a casket. He was way worse than that. Why did, did I see you with Amy Schumer die? last night? I saw Amy Schumer. What the fuck uh, did you tell me about night? that? Because it was a private private show. Like I said, what the fuck did you tell me about <laughs> oh, that? It was very Dander up. It was a corporate that was uh, one I, of these dude, insane. Come on. It was uh Why if you're in the comedy people. realm, so I always have to defend why rock musicians die. Yeah. I don't think they die at any higher a rate than the general public of addiction. It's just more public, right? I think comedians die at a higher rate. I've known a lot of comics that There's died. There's so many yeah. comics that are dead. Yeah. It's such yeah. a weird, sad life. Somehow. The musician one though I Jimmy Page and Keith Richards are still alive. Yeah. But I'm not gonna disagree with you. But by and large, being on the road makes it so much easier just to get, just want to get fucked up all the time. Well, you have to work seven seven shows in four days in a bar. Hey, let me yeah. let me just say, uh, I did a podcast yesterday, or I recorded one yesterday. You'll be able to see soon at drdo.com with Bobcat Goldthwait. Oh. By the way, that one was sponsored he didn't by, die. Hang that on, was amazing. Hang on. Yeah, but he got sober when he was 19. 12 or nineteen. Oh, okay. Uh, my friends at In Control Medical made the Apex M kindly sponsored that one, and you have to get to my website so I can explain to you what that is. And uh, you'll hear that intro into that particular. So he was sober podcast. when he was seeming like he's crazy. Yes, completely. And, but here's the bipolar. Then he 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 did a we did, he did that documentary about Barry Crimmins. Yeah, and I, I was deeply moved talking to Bob yeah. about this. I, I guess uh, the reason I bring it up was. He was his best friend was Robin Williams, mm-hmm. and he was upset that people were saying Robin killed himself because he was depressed. You know, there's, it's now come out that he had Louis body dementia, right? Yeah. It's, well, his wife has gone to like a little media tour. No one heard it apparently because I've been talking to people. They're like, really? I thought he was just depressed. 
Yeah, he was depressed. And, and this was Bobcat's point. Bobcat's like, look, we're comedians. We wake up depressed every day. Yeah. Robin was depressed. Yeah. But he's no more depressed than the day he killed himself than he's always been. But he had this horrible neurodegenerative disease that really made him impulsive and you know think strange things and do Did you think things. that was from the heart surgery? No, he had Louis divided dementia. It's just one of those unfortunate things. It's just like getting Alzheimer's. But just what's a, the connection between heart surgery and depression? Massive. And he, he even talked about it. If you see some of the uh, some of the footage of him after his heart surgery, he said he afterwards he felt so vulnerable having been open and it made his depression worse. You know, he had he had multiple risk factors for, for suicide, right? He was a middle aged male, previous depression, addict with a little slip mm-hmm. recently. Uh, Parkinson's, which turned out to be Louis body dementia, which Parkinson's is a part of. Uh, and the previous depression. And so, you know, it's a, that's a marked So man. is it safe to say that comedians usually suffer from depression that gets them to want to be a comedian so that they're, it's all laughter Absolutely. and whatever? Absolutely. Right? Musicians, it's low self-esteem. That oh. if I get up there and I write a song and people like me, then then I'll feel better. So, so for, for comedians, the laughter is sort of the love, and for... Musicians, adulation is the yes. love. That's why all the uh, you don't see people reaching out to touch comedians, right? <laughs> well, they so well now you do. Well, every Kevin comic, Hart they do. Every yeah. comic would rather be a rock star. They trade it in a heartbeat. Every I, single I agree person. with that. It's it's weird when you think. You know that, what's weird? Every entertainment person would rather be a rock star. Yeah. No, no, no. Every entertainment person, movie ra- actors. But listen, they'd all rather be something than what they are. <laughs> I I just I think it all leads back to rock star. <laughs> it does. It, Remember the food chain that Dennis Rodman told us that sports heroes are at the no, top. No, 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 no. No, listen, no, listen, listen, listen. listen. He, Dennis Rodman <laughs> told was, us how the world works. He goes. He was sitting to Bob and my right. I will never forget this. Remember, this he was is sitting. The heaviest thing. Yeah. I think about it every three days. Yeah. Listen to this. He's sitting there. He was reading a book all through group. I don't know what book he was reading. I mean, it, it was something like some. It might have even been some recovery material. But he's reading. And and I finally go over to him and I go, hey man, you know, just pay attention here in group. You'll it's get so something rude out of it. To your peers, yeah, it's right? your peers. That it's not not okay for them to. Did you have your face in a book like that? And he looks at me and he goes, and, and he said something like, Doc, you know, Doctor, you you and I'll have a relationship one day. We will. We'll forge one. But here's something you got to understand. This is the way the world is. I'm a sports hero. No, no. He goes. The way the world is configured <laughs> is as follows. There is God, and he held his hand up here. <laughs> And he goes, and he put, then he moved his hand down just about an inch. Nudge. Yeah, just and he goes, nudge. and then there's professional athletes, and that's how the world works. And Maybe you need to understand that. And actors and politicians. He, I don't and remember, everyone else is below I, that. I don't remember him saying anything else. Well, I was just I was, at that point. I was, I was so was stunned. Just so, so his philosophy is, and this is. Strange. I was so stunned. I couldn't think. Working? I was like, oh, this is gonna be hard. Um, let's so, uh, let's so book, here, let's book a sports arena and see if Bruce Springsteen draws yeah. more than God. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. This is crazy. So he was basing it on how many presidents you don't of the need United to States. It with this is crazy. How many presidents of the United States has have kissed his ass and act like teenage boys? Yeah, and that has a factor in it. Yeah, uh, it it was weird, but the world according so to Dennis he, was now he really found the, something. The dictator of North Korea to kiss his ass. Yeah. Too. Well, my experience from working on television shows is rock stars by far number one, athletes then actors. Like as far as and that's in the why studio. Charlie Sheen kept always comparing himself to Keith Richards and Mick Jagger, not Marlon Brando. Yeah. Right, right. And and I think right? we yeah, had Charlie right. Sheen on the show, and he uh, got into a car accident on the way over. He what? It was a long time. ago. This is the nineties. What show? Uh, Dennis Miller Live. Oh yeah, he used to work at Dennis. He used to write for Dennis Miller. Oh, there you go. Before the before the the meltdown, the, <laughs> the yeah. gender change. Dennis well, Miller. Well, no, he didn't gender change, but it's like going from liberal to oh, conservative. Oh, oh. oh yeah. Kind of a, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because I used to love him. He's, yeah. uh, he's, so because I. you know what he truly was in before the change, let's the call change. it? He was he was a libertarian. He told yeah. the truth to yeah. both left and right, no, and then he just became right. Yeah, you're right. He's, yeah. Corolla did that same kind of weird Somebody stuff. had to carve out space next to uh, opposite but, but Bill Maher, right? Very similar. Yeah. Where do you, that's true. Where do you put... Uh, Comedians then in that in that triumvirate are they below actors? No, I think they're above. They're above now. Yeah, I think some. I some think break in, listen, you guys, you you're you're things are are changing. Rock stars, if you're thirty or under, rock stars barely have meaning to you. DJs and comedians. Yeah, DJs well, and comedians. Uh, that makes me want to imagine if you started myself. DJing and telling jokes. I don't even know what DJs do. You don't have to. You don't have That's to. That's part of it. They got classes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I have a laptop, so I'm a DJ. Yeah, yeah. It's 
You know I've what's hit, so I've weird? I've hit play before. They every song you've ever known has a BPM. Yeah. A, do you know this? Yeah. Like Eagles. There's yeah. an Eagles techno yeah, version yeah, of Hotel yeah, California. Yeah, yeah. It's fascinating to me. Yeah. I think it's terrible. And, and, but, but <laughs> I listen, do. I think I, it's the cause worst. Because it's the worst. Of you guys got to realize I've been in rock radio for 35 years, and so I've seen the. Evolution. You're not a musician if you're a DJ. I, but they would argue uh, otherwise. And, yeah, of course and, they would. <laughs> yeah, and the kids don't give a shit. They don't care what they. They're rock stars. Literally, the rock stars like you know. Well, old in the olden times. In the olden times, literally, they'll say olden times. They used to be rock stars, and they'll they'll have some like historical kind of. My know, older son. Interest. Here's about the older olden times. My older son actually had no time or place about past but beyond like the 70s backwards so he said dad when you would go to the nickel movies and see like charlie chapel uh, movies <laughs> when you were little he said that like at 11 i was like what are you talking about when they invented the, the automobile was it exciting in your little town when you were walking to the local fishing hole oh, it was so best. great because there's no t- i there, at 11 there's you know there's no time or place just there's I Love Lucy and Marx Brothers and Charlie Chaplin. It's all the same. <laughs> There's got to be a huge downside to that because I, I remember a basketball player complaining that the younger players didn't care about the older legends, didn't know anything about the history of the game, and mm-hmm. they thought there was uh, something missing. And I don't know if the only thing missing is having a soul. <laughs> but no, I mean it, though. If you want to be a musician and you can't play an instrument or you can't – I'm not even saying technically proficient. Right. But you're not a musician. You can't read music. I mean, if you, no, I don't care about reading music. Well, if you play music, play music. Play music. Like f- finding loops does not make you. What's a musician. your favorite music? Uh, well, it's, it's uh, rock. But I mean, there's all different. You know, I love old country. I love old rock. I seventies and eighties. Cat Stevens. No, like Holy Lucinda Faye. Williams. Like uh, oh, listen. You, like always, you know, listen. I love all the metal from the eighties because that's when I was in high school. Listen, Metallica. That's, that's all old. That's all of it. Judas Priest, Scorpions. That, to all them, that, that is like Glenn Miller and the big band. It really is. Yeah. But I mean, my hero for which I always liked, but it seemed like <laughs> olden times. Yeah. But uh, when, when I was like five years old, I would lay in bed and listen to the radio, and I remember specifically, I walked the line coming on. Yeah. I was like five. Where'd you live? Uh, Tucson. Oh wow, Tucson. And then we moved to San Diego when I was like eight or nine. And where then, where'd the pawn the pawn was there a pawn shop in, in Tucson yeah. too? Yeah. Well, talk, talk. He, I was just he, there a couple of days ago. Dad as a owns matter pawn of fact. shops. Yeah. Oh my god, I love pawn. <laughs> then we had shops. a couple of years in a cult. But but here's the thing: is <laughs> no, tell I, the story. I, wait, I, wait, wait, wait. It happened. But I vividly remember Johnny Cash and Frank Sinatra, and for and it's just stuck in my head forever. And then I was obsessed with Johnny Cash and Frank Sinatra for my entire yeah, but life. That was new music then. No, not Sinatra, but the, oh, Cash. the late Johnny s- Cash. Seven, he the was seventies. That was still putting new? out music in the seventies. Johnny Cash. He was putting out music until he died. But I, I know, mean, but that's Johnny Cash. He's talking about Walk the Line. Yeah, that's like sixty-nine or something. But it, the Mid-60s. first time I saw, I mean, my one of the first things I did when I got a driver's license was go see Johnny Cash. Probably saw him twenty times after oh, that. Good for you. That's cool. I was obsessed. Yeah, but let's uh, talk about the cult. This is a good story. And then guess what? When I was when I met him, drunk, I made know. an asshole of myself. You were drunk. He not didn't him. Fi- he didn't find me humorous in the least. You were drunk, yeah. not him. He yeah. was on pills. Yeah, oh. He might have been drunk. I don't know. The cult is not that great of a story. It's anymore. a great story. You was there me? sex involved in it? No. Eventually, oh, then it's not that great. Eventually, eventually there well, was. There, well, there would have been, but we were kids. We were little kids. That's, oh yeah, no. and we were kind of out of the loop. They were. What, the hot what was it called? It was called Bible Speaks, and it was in Lake oh. Elsinore. And we lived in a military academy for two years. Five people in one room. Did the parents have to not parent their children and all there kinds was, of rules? There wasn't any rules like that. It was just total disregard. Like, we were 100% on our own 24-7. The kids. Wow. And uh, But they were in sort of a compound, so they yeah. didn't have to worry about it. Yeah. Did you look out for each other, the kids? I, didn't, I don't think we even thought about that. I think we were just kind of in a daze, like, what are we doing here? And the parents did what? Read the Bible? Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. And, and there was a leader, of course. Yeah. You know, you know, you ever notice how many books there are that people refer to? And you and I are in a super secret society yeah. where they always say the book, the book. Yeah. And then, and, and when you were childhood, it was the book, the mm-hmm. book. There's a lot of books well, that people that, say is the book. That's a human thing. Now it's the. Listen, so it is written, so it shall be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't yeah. that funny? And then there's the book that people refer to all the time. Which one's that now? The, the Bible. Bible. I know that's the one I'm yeah, talking about. But I oh, think they, talking the about the big book. book, the big <laughs> book, and then there's the Quran now, yeah. the book. The then there's the Torah, 
And then there's, and then when I was first in AA in the eighties, there was the book that everyone was talking about, not the big one. What was it? They're talking about Course in Miracles by Marianne Williamson or Bradshaw's uh, Healing the Child Within, Uh, then Melody Beattie's Codependent No More, then this book, then that book, fuck books. They're yeah, all good. Well, yeah. but, They're but all books, good. Read them all. But Don't just read one. Interesting in that Or take they, my view and read none of them. <laughs> but, but, but they're they're more carefully executed, right, and structured, and they exist through time. And so they, they freeze time, and, and I think that's what gives them a little bit of their power, right? You think documentaries will be referred to like that? The doc? No, the doc. because... See the doc. See the doc. No, it's all in the dock. It's all in the dock. <laughs> There's something that sounds, about better. That sounds way that better. That does sound better. Let's try to start a movement of that. I haven't read the book, but I've I've seen the dock. Have I, I you seen I the dock? I don't think so because it it's it's a different experience writing and reading. I think it's a very uniquely interesting human experience uh, that just doesn't exist in any other way. I think I think the closest thing to it is listening to a carefully thought out lecture. Mm. Particularly for people that uh, learn audio, audio wise, like me, I learned that way very well. It's hard to manipulate in 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 book form. It's easy in film. Yeah, and, right? and, and, so and it's, I can see. Like, did you see the Kareem Abdul Jabbar documentary? No, they he produced it. Yeah. I love Cap. He's my favorite basketball player of all time. But in fact, Cap. Cap that's what they call. That's what us intimates call him. Cap. That's what Magic calls him. So captain, that's the Kare- captain. Oh, so that was some so acronym for K- Kareem Abdul Babar. Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, but <laughs> he produces this thing, and it just glosses over. And then a bunch of children were murdered in my house, and then I moved what? to Los Angeles. What happened? And it's just like so. You what happened? He was he was backing this offshoot of of Nation of Islam, and Farrakhan was after his Kareem's leader. And Kareem bought this house to have the movement be a based in. They went, you know, you know, you know. Rumor has it that somebody went to that house to kill that leader, and he wasn't there, but he killed everyone in the house. And Kareem, owned where the was house. this? In Milwaukee, in Cleveland, or Milwaukee? When? I never even in heard the, about this. In the early seventies. Well, he was a Milwaukee player, so it must it's why Milwaukee. he wanted to get the fuck to L.A. Oh. So I think wow. this in depth documentary that he's producing he's going to write lay it on the line just goes and then that happened and then i was disillusioned and then and so documentaries can be so manipulative and slippery whereas oh my you know what i mean if you did that in a book you'd just be like what the fuck happened there yeah yeah Yeah, the editor wouldn't let that happen yeah all right listen we gotta take a quick break uh back with more of my chrono bob forrest myself and this life Hey, welcome back to This Life. Uh, Reminder, everybody, uh, Bob and I are trying to get this thing to thrive. We need your support. It has its own website and Twitter handle. You can click through the Amazon banner. Also, check out drdrew.com where you can find Bob's music. You can find some of the books we've been talking about, a lot of the books we've been talking about. Uh, You'll find out about the Apex M and the Uncontrolled People. Um, Please check that out if you're an older female with uh, issues of incontinence. That's what it's designed to help. Go into the deep internet. Just go to drdrew.com and just just start exploring the deep internet. No, 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 no. Just go to the website. And and, and I I mentioned the Bobcat uh, uh, podcast a few minutes ago. I want to listen to that. It was really something. It was really, I mean, I was was trying to get to it. I don't have his emails. I was trying to get it this morning from his people. Because uh, I want to just tell him how moved I was by all that, and the, and this movie shit. Someone help me. The movie about Barry Crimmins. That uh, can you look it up online while you're doing this? Barry Crimmins that Bobcat put out. Well, it, call me lucky. Call, call me lucky. There it is. Forget Sorry. it. Call me lucky. Have you seen it? Of course. It, it's intense. I sat on Bob's couch and watched it right next to him on a laptop. It was insane, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and relax. We get the email. Don't give out the email address. We'll yeah. get it. I love Shakes the Clown. She uh, was a Susan was a production assistant. And she I love that movie. Really? Yes, I told Bob that yesterday. He was like, "Oh my god, I love that movie." That's great. I said, "I said she would come home. She she was in at UCLA in college, and she it was like part of her like internship or something. And she'd come home and she would go, yeah, this guy does a movie about a clown. He just keeps vomiting all over the place.' That's great. <laughs> I didn't go. No, I didn't go from here. All right. So yeah. So I drove around the country with Bob for like two weeks. Fun. No. <laughs> it was an honor that he asked me to go with him and it, i love being around bob but uh, i don't like traveling and i don't like being away 
because he caught me walking around the hotel at like six in the morning and he's like you having fun i went no i'm having a panic attack i feel like i need to go home what were you guys doing he was doing shows and i was shooting it all we were making a documentary Mike did a documentary about Burt Reynolds' wax figure from the Wax Museum here in Hollywood. Oh, I love it. It wasn't really Burt about Reynolds. that. My friends and I are obsessed with the 70s. And oh! We did it. We, Bob and I do a little stand-up thing. Not stand-up, a show that we've done at stand-up clubs where we fight about the 70s. But, I uh, hate the like 70s. I have, you love the 70s. My entire place is... I have like the entire the Bridge of the Enterprise in my living room. Oh, like my God. Three-dimensional, like the captain's chairs, everything. And I have all the 70s movie posters, all the toys I rebought from the 70s. And uh, my eBay. friends are eBay. obsessed with Burt Reynolds but to the point where they've got close to 1,000 Burt Reynolds items. Okay, have hold you on. been to the Playhouse hold, hold, hold and on. seen him do his play in Florida? Seen him up, no, no, in Ju- Ju- Jupiter. Juno, in no. Jupiter, yeah. Hold a second. Uh, where can people see Five Minutes with Mike, tour of your house? Uh, YouTube. I think it's... Yeah, YouTube, YouTube episode one or on episode my website. Episode one, five minutes with Mike. Yeah, five minutes with Mike, and you'll see a tour we, of his house with I all the toys. Into letting us drive his wax figure from the wax museum that went out of business across the country. Oh my god! Do you you know Barry Sobel then? Yes. Oh my god! Yeah. There's an interesting guy. Yeah, I just ran into him in, in front of an ice cream place that we went to like <laughs> yeah. probably two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. I love him. He yeah. calls me randomly trying to help people. Um, is he doing all right? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. But but he he takes that service thing crazily, yeah. Like he just wants to save people. That's weird because I need to do it more. <laughs> so <laughs> no, hang on, maybe you can't save anybody. You're but just you trying to help. I don't. You know what? I should talk to you about that because I have m- many friends that call me and go, "I'm trying to quit drinking and stuff," and I go, "We well, can come to a meeting with me, or you can do this, do that." That's it. And they're like, "I don't know. Maybe after after Coachella." <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I got that one. Well, Christmas is coming up. After I'll call you after Christmas. <laughs> Uh, I don't know what to tell people. I don't even know where to begin. I don't, don't even know no what more. Don't, don't even bother with them. You know who, who taught me that was Adam Goldstein, DJ AM, yeah. who is now dead of his condition because of my peers, because a doctor told him, why do you hang out with those people to try to brainwash you? Take these pills I've given you. Mm. Dead two weeks later. Um, and he always said, he goes, I will go to the mat. I will go to the mat for somebody that's motivated, but if they show the least bit of bullshit, nah, have, have at it. Enjoy. But isn't that kind of a... Is that, that what soured you? Soured me? Yeah, about trying to help. No, no, I want to help. I don't know how to do it yet. Oh, okay. Like, like I'm meeting. trying to find ways to be of service, and I don't really know what what it is. And I just can't chalk up listening to people. As yeah, that's sort of that's it. Service. That's yeah. it. That's the. But I want to go out and do things. In There's fact, a thing called active listening that you probably know from being a comedian. So I'm not you just say, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you I'm are. Yeah, you are. You're, you're, but here's the thing: is but we, you I just say, mm-hmm, and say, well, I don't know. What do you think? And then yeah. they they already have their own answer. Yeah. They're either not going to do it or they're going to do it. I think we're going to be working together on something coming up. There you go. You know is what I'm talking about? No. Comedy cares. Oh right. I want to be part you know of about that. Sounds good. Every time somebody dies, we're going to start comedy cares. Good. So, so it's going to be the response modeled music after map music cares after map yeah. music cares. Well, on today's show yesterday, if you saw that. Oh, really? Yeah. But music cares is so big now. I know. Well, that's what you want comedy cares to be. It'd be great. No, we want it more grassroots. We want it like a drop in center like map was. Uh-huh. And the yeah. problem was I want Andy to run it. But he's, Andy Dick. Well, him to be there. I was already told I'm running it, but I don't know if that's true or not. You want to run it? I was told that already. Okay. You're running it. By Max? By Max? by Dave. Okay. Max and Dave are doing it. And then the idea is- Sounds good. Well, I had this delusion that it was going to turn into the Red Cross, like Elizabeth Dole pulling down 300 grand a year working for a nonprofit. I'm like, yeah, I'll do this completely. No, it's going to be good. It's going to be free. It's going to be free. Well, no, but here's the thing. It's not that hard, and comedy has- as you know, has after SAG insurance, it's yeah. shit. No, it, it's shit for no one. for addiction insurance. Oh, for addiction, it's shit. They, but a lot of them don't even have insurance. Yeah, most comics don't have insurance. Yeah. Well, but the some that I've known have, and that what's happened is most comedians have made records. Right, mm-hmm. so we get them through Music Cares because they have a recording album. Oh, okay. that's a good right? idea. That's a great idea. But it's only yeah. But uh, Music Cares getting tired of that shit. <laughs> but let's, but let's uh, talk about uh, two, I have two a things. Can I get on there? <laughs> two things I want to get into. I want to get into the seventies thing. Yeah, because it still just gets me. I lived in the seventies. I lost my virginity in the seventies. Likewise, and it was horrible. Seventies was. Uh, why horrible. is that a monumental point for people? What? Yeah. Lost your virginity. I, I was think I was thinking that the other day. I, some I heard some a female because nothing really changes. 
Right. It's it's it's. I think women have. I heard a woman. I forget who it was. Somebody very loves good speaker, and she said, "You know, it's such a lovely moment. You never forget it." And I thought. Nah, that's right. Mine was very strange because it was. I thought it was with someone of my innocence and not knowing how to do it type situation, and then once it started happening, that was pretty obvious that that was not the case. Uh oh! And you're just sitting there going, "Oh my God, how does she know all this?" You're like Pamela Debar. I thought you were a virgin. What the heck? Oh, the seventies, baby. But the, I, I, to me, I pointed out to him that Penn Station, to me, is the poster yeah. child for how fucked up the seventies were. Penn Station was a beautiful edifice, just like Grand Central Station, and we tore it down and put up that piece of shit Madison Square Garden. Building. I agree with you on all of your facts, <laughs> but the fa- you know, I, I have a delusion of the 70s as being this wonderful you were in a cult during the driving 70s, around right? in a cool van a i was in a van the blue quest that's the, the blue quest <laughs> baby did you like the 70s i loved the 70s because of music but the yeah. but the yeah. whole the parents well see i have i have a sister mom i don't know without to take a whole i know the story to explain. okay yeah. so wait, do, she lived up the street do our listeners know the story yeah, but they, give it, come give it, on. Give it a couple you and, you uh, and Sun Yi could have a good it was conversation. A t- it was a typical story where a girl gets pregnant at My 14, parents adopt the kid. It happened a lot in middle class America. So in your grandparents early 60s. were actually, you thought, I thought your parents. they were my parents, whatever. But your sister But was she your lived parents. up the street with her husband, and me and these two friends of mine heard a bunch of commotion in their pool. So, and it, we were out, we were all saying we're staying at other people's houses, and we were just yeah. out. Yeah. You know, it was like 10 o'clock at night. And we peeked over my sister mom's fence and they were swinging with other neighbors and that event is still etched Wait, who in was my who mind. was yeah my sister mom her husband the neighbors there was like three couples all in the pool with different partners Whoa. and my two friends parents were there oh oh, no. oh that's the 70s oh, baby that's right. what, what happened to those guys <laughs> they're dead of addiction <laughs> Sure, I lost contact with. That's him. horrible. But I remember was peeking over, and really, you know, you're like 13. You're like, you're not registering what's going on. You think you're just spying, and then it's oh my god. How yeah. long did you watch for? Like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. We, I knew we it. would duck down, and we would walk around the corner, and then we'd go back. Yeah, you were 13, and it was no their, way not looking. Is there? It's their parents, wow. though. I know. Wow. But that's not what they were looking at. Trust me. But that's it still intense. was equally as traumatizing every time they tried to look past their parents. <laughs> but but that's how fucked up the seventies were. Again, no appreciation for the impact of their behavior at all. Well, the free, at the, all the idea whenever of moving you hear, to the suburbs and not having to watch your kids also that, that was the Bob, other whenever thing. Whenever you hear people say, "We now have it figured out. This is how human behavior." Just just, just realize you're nearer to the apocalypse. Free sex. You're, whatever it is, like, hey man. This it's been years and years of repression. Humanity should be released as soon as they say that. Just fucking know you're one inch closer to the apocalypse. It's, it's because because the, that's a happy thought. No, I'm All not right, kidding. I'm gonna leave Just because people are wall. swinging, no, we're no, no, close no. to I, the listen, end. I don't care that they're swinging. It was that, that the culture accepted the annou- the pronouncement that oh man, this is the way it ought to be. It, that that forget what's what humans have known forever. This is the way it ought to be. So are you into the, the sexuality of the seventies? The the swinging. And I was the, a little kid. And I the didn't bushes really think and about the hair it. under the arms. I like the hair under the arms. <laughs> I have a question about the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about it. Bushes <laughs> and the hair under the arms. Well, Patty Smith on that album cover. Yeah. That was the first Patty time Smith. I saw it, and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yep. Oh my god. Girls have hair under their arms yep. too. Oh yep. my god. I don't know why. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Right. Well, that was I just found out that they It peed. was arousing. <laughs> um, here's what I want to know about swinging. Was the purpose of swinging that I can pacify my desire for a new partner and still stay in my relationship? Yes. What, what, uh, what I think swinging was, was people will- Was? Pass- Let's not use the past right. then. No, no, then. No, no, but- You then. won't believe what they did. There was a thing called a three-way. <laughs> oh, I almost threw up in my mouth saying it. No, but listen- I think then probably from a loss of blood from now, the now it's just sex addicts acting out right yeah, now yeah. it's what it's whatever that's okay. anything goes You're right but then it was oh shit I could have had sex with other people before I got married god damn mm. it now what do I got to change the rules now what yeah. do I do well I got to get this out of me and so here's how we're gonna do this. And it's, you still hear that bullshit going on that kind of stuff under a different umbrella. Can I ask this about sex with other partners when you're in a relationship? Is is 
is a, a primary drive of doing that the fact to feel validated uh, as opposed to just an orgasm? Because it no. seems to me that if I'm in a relationship and I really want to have sex with other people and I masturbate, that desire is 100% gone. <laughs> <laughs> I've, yes, but, I've but concluded it, but, but, but in my it, extensive study. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not still going, oh, now I want to go find someone else to the have. The problem is it comes back an hour later. That's the problem. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah. Just 90, like food. 90% satisfied. But like, <laughs> Life's a nightmare. Did you see the movie I Am Curious? No. Do you know that 70s movie? No. No. I'm it's, curious yellow. I am curious yellow. Yeah. Yeah. I have that poster on my wall. Yeah. 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 I love the seventies too. Another bullshit. Bullshit. I do love the seventies. It's mostly sex stuff about the seventies. Uh, yeah. It's also. Russ the, Meyer. I'm not into Burt Reynolds. <laughs> what? Russ Meyer. Does he know you know Russ Meyer? <laughs> Nothing sexier yeah, than Burt Reynolds. Do you, but do you know? Wait. I'm curious yellow and uh, the Portnoy Port Noise complaint. Yeah, and oh, the one Bob and Carol and Ted Nallis. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. these were yeah. horrific. Great, <laughs> that's a famous movie. I know, they great. all three were. They all three. I am curious. It was the first European movie X rated. Yeah, I'm curious. Okay, I have uh, the poster. I bought on eBay and had framed. And nice. you must thought staircase yellow, because the yellow was in a different color. You must thought it was not yeah, part yeah. of the name. It was. I am curious. That's yellow. way cooler than my giant Doberman gang three sheet. So, but so you're more into the masculine side of that whole thing the Burt not Reynolds. necessarily because i think I, I just loved you know i loved my nostalgic childhood however looking back on it it it's was a ridiculous childhood i know but in, in my head it's like going but to on Disneyland. television it was way better yeah, yeah. you know i go to disney partridge family Lo- yeah, lisa day it, lisa it. day um susan day susan day yeah right. how dare you okay susan day <laughs> susan day susan day was striking Striking. Like when you see pictures of a, her, he has a real emotional yeah. response to this seventies. Yeah, 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 so. yeah, I know. But but what but, was wrong with the eighties? Uh, I don't think anything was wrong with the eighties except for, wasn't as good as the seventies. I mean, I was, was in high better. school in the eighties. I look at, back at those at high school photos never happy. and stuff. And high school's they, never they're happy. not attractive to me. Like I think girls in the sixties were at their most attractive. Uh, Anita Ekberg. I don't know who that is. Wow. See, I'm I'm a I'm a, a Euro type. Yeah. So, but I also had a deep antisocial streak. So anything that Sweet. was mainstream, I rejected. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. And but except for I did love smoking the bandit. Of I course. really did. How can you not? Who didn't? Me. Remember going to quad theaters and going from <laughs> one movie to the other yes. to the other to the other all day long. Remember there was no when rules you could stay? of you can't go in yeah. here. Remember if when you're you could dumb stay? enough to want to sit here all day? Go ahead, kid. Yeah, I miss the days of I love that movie. I'm just going to sit in my seat and they're just going to clean around me and I'm going to watch it again. Or I miss the days of camping out in front of the sports arena for concert tickets. Mm-hmm. Oh, I used to do and that actually too. Getting May good Company, tickets. May Company on Fairfax and Wilshire, and we'd get paid to stand in line and wait for like dumb Rolling Stones yeah. tickets. Hey, did you and have an emotional? Buy weed and Black Beauties. Did you have any uh, weird emotions at that Tower Records party? Yeah, it was. It was. Describe people what that is. Uh, there they was rebuilt a, the Tower rebuilt, Records. We saw each other at a party. Yeah, there was a thing at Tower Records. They rebuilt it, and I wasn't going. I just was at a book signing across the street. Oh, really? And I saw it, and I was like, "It's a Tower Records." Yeah, yeah. And it's I been, had it's, a, it's been dismantled. They they put it back up as though it were the night. original store, just for one. And they night. had records in there that you could take all the records yep. you wanted. Well, take them. I saw someone get busted with ten, and they said you can only take two. Oh, really? I took like six. Well, you, that's you. You're you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But one was Rachmaninoff. Nobody wants that. Uh, My son would. The, uh, but anyway. <laughs> and the weird, creepy thing was Eagles of Death Metal was the band that yeah. played. And then wow. like a week later, the French stuff happened. Wow. Yeah. You know, they were, he was on Loveline. Right before. The day Remember before. Remember after, on that Tower Records days when I was on Lovelines with you. Oh, that's I right. I went from there down there. Yeah, and I yeah. said I saw Eagles of Death Metal. Wow. So I, I want to talk to what's the guy, lead singer's name? I forget his name. Jesse. Is. Jesse. I want to talk to Jesse. you. Talk to him. He's out I'm by going you. to Joshua Tree right now. I'm going to see Dave. Yeah, he was in the paper this morning. Dave was or Jesse? Yeah, I think it was Dave because it was like what what a creative weird place Joshua Tree is. Why are all the musicians out there? Oh, is that the studio out there? They have a yeah, recording D-A-G. studio. Yeah, Dave, the bearded guy yeah. in Queens, owns it. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. He was the only guy that didn't get off the stage, by the way, during that whole. Well, he's time. an only non-addict. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my thing. The other one guy's sober a long time, one guy, you know, philosophically, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah. The two addicts just saw what was happening and left immediately. The one non addict stood there and like kind of puzzled, like, what the fuck's <laughs> going on? What is that? Right? There's a there's an attunement that addicts have. Like it's it, it's not just an attunement, it's physical I've done that. Hey, the cops are here. What should I do? Five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> should I I'll talk just, to I'll the just cops? Pay, I'm gonna walk over because they'll see I'm you know 
Cool. I'm cool. Well, let, let's talk about the shooting and stuff a little bit in San Bernardino. We, the, uh, there was some, what else we promised we were going to talk about? Uh, oh, something about you. Oh, your transsexual experience. Oh, yeah. Transvestite. Oh, so, so I, you know, I was, a, the, the 80s were the greatest era for me. Yeah. 70s well, was, was my observation was, decade. Yeah. The 80s, I put it into action. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm in Cleveland. Chili Peppers are on tour. I was a roadie and I was going to score Coke and I met some, people yeah. downtown in cleveland cleveland and um cleveland had, was a lot different then too. i had anthony's money too so it was like you know i had to get it and get back because he's taskmaster yeah so so i'm sitting there and we go to this bar and we're kind of and we're kind of just making out and i realize it's not a girl how'd you realize that the, there was stubble on oh yeah yeah because it was kind of dark it's a bar i'm kind of drunk and whatever mm. and i'm so i'm how'd you meet so, him trying to find coke I was oh, like I, asking you, the doorman at the bar and then he said oh go talk to them and so i went over this table and i said hey what's going on and they're like you looking for something honey and i was like yes i am and i was 22 years old it's amazing so what courage needing to buy drugs gives young people go up to complete strangers yeah, and they, go they could not do it. that to make get a date or a phone number but to <laughs> well, get drugs no problem hey, super the way, charming all too. of my stories where i was out here and i just started making out with somebody all had drugs or alcohol involved <laughs> There's never when I'm sober. I just met this girl and started making out for no reason. So things were getting hot and heavy, and I realized, oh, my gosh, this is that one of those situations that we all now in the 21st century know, Caitlyn Jenner, blah, blah. So, and I was pretty much just trying to wrap it up, yeah. and Anthony walked in and goes, dude, where the fuck have you been? I'm looking for you everywhere. And I got my three transgender yeah. gal pals yeah. in a booth together. It looks like I'm having a party. He's like, Oh my God! What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and he wrote about it in his book, uh, so I didn't know because he doesn't. People don't tell you what they wrote about. I'm running a group at Los Encinas Hospital in the lockdown adolescent psych unit, uh, and a kid goes, "Bob, what's your last name?" And I said, "Forrest." And I held my badge out, and he goes, "You had sex with a transvestite in <laughs> Cleveland?" Oh, he exaggerated the sex. Well, no, but the kid did. Oh, God, you know what God. I mean. By the way, Bob hasn't finished the story yet. We don't know where this is going. Well, but, but, yeah. but he, he, by the way, the whole cross-dressing, transgender, transsexual, I, I, in one of my podcasts with Anne, I can't remember Anne's last name, Thomas, I think, and she goes, she, she's a transgender male to female, and she, transsexual, and she really lays it out in detail on that podcast. What so, is it, what? Uh, what is what, and what's cross, and we, and how do you know whether cross-dressing is somebody going towards transgender, and how, and how do you well, know? Well, back then, the, it, it was, was so, so many details. it was so archaic, the medications, and, and, but then the, you didn't, and the then hormones. It, it all went down as cross-dressing. All or, I know or, is. Or as a fetish back then. With this situation that was so duly noted in Anthony Kiedis' book, Scar Tissue, you can pick it up on drdrew.com, yes. uh, there were real breasts involved. Mm-hmm. But, that means they weren't hormones. And there wasn't. A lot of penis involved. Hormones. Yeah. So I'm just giving you the details. So what does that do for? That makes him a little less. <laughs> a little less what? Less having less had straight? sex with the trans. Uh, yeah. A little no. Less no. Less not it, straight. It was. It was an extension of the 70s. He didn't actively <laughs> go. I need to find a dude to make out with. <laughs> Could happen. It's all good. I'm it's not judging, good. even if he did. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. What is that? Am I supposed to be? I thought this was the homophobe podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so listen, anyway. I, I, we have not talked about the shootings in San Bernardino very much, and, and it's really, it's on my mind all the time. It bothers me, and, and I, I just wonder what you guys think about that. I, here's, you can be, and I, here's what I've learned, because you got to sort through all the, all the emotional bullshit and opinions and just try to get facts that are actual facts. One is, she posted on Facebook her dedication to ISIS, yep. on Facebook, yep. in the American internet, yep. whatever, on the above board internet. Nobody picked up on it. Number two... They were in their garages for hours dressed in Muslim garb make with pipes and making things for hours, and no all cars. the neighbors noticed it. Well, the neighbors were afraid to speak up. Did you hear that? Okay. I think you know, that's the real question is who, because I, I think we want someone to blame. Didn't you hear what the neighbors the said? People I, don't want to blame the, I don't want to blame the neighbors, but I want us all to understand how this evolves, right? Then the third you fact- You want us to profile more. The third fact that's so interesting to me is how quickly we are to praise uh, police and law enforcement. Yeah. When they the shooters were there, they got there and they got away. Yeah. When yeah. is yeah. when when are they held accountable for yeah. be, for fucking up for being buffoons? Yeah. No, it, this happens all the time. They do the police work, and then you find out the actual story. It was the same thing with that girl that was in the military. Remember, like ten years ago, 
and they taught she was captured in Afghanistan and they were like she fought off and maybe killed 20 insurgents and that turns out she was unconscious and they assaulted her and took her, and th- that story was completely fabricated and she's this American hero Oh, right, right. She was on the cover of People magazine. Yeah, I remember that. You know what? I don't... This is... You know, she was blonde-haired and blue-eyed. That's why they liked that story. So you have these... You got to sort through the facts, and us as a people need the facts so we can hold people accountable. But we have no source... But we don't get the facts. We have no source for the facts because even the news... Imagine how skewered the news was in the 50s and 60s where you had three networks and three people essentially telling you, here's the news, and you just took it as, as gospel. The facts I know is... They were there in four minutes. Fact. That's good. Shooters were there. At the time? Shooters got away. Right? Not for long, though. Hours and hours. I think it's remarkable that they were able to find them at all. I mean, I thought they'd be in Barstow before anybody, you know, figured Uh, out what was going on. In Mexico right after that. But but I think we need to cut to how 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 do we fix it? Not well, we who's know. to blame or this or that. Well, I'm mad. I'm I don't mad think that, we do I, that. The attorney general gets up and first goes. My biggest concern, not your safety. Is that people's feelings get hurt. Yeah, people anti-Muslim sentiments get expressed. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, yes, that's everyone's concern. It's not our biggest concern. Our biggest concern is our safety. Number one. Number two. Then the director of the FBI comes up and goes, "Well, it's not a cell. It's not a cell." That scares the shit out of me even more because that means there are yeah. lots of single. Oh, yeah. It's Number like saying three. it's not a tumor, <laughs> but there's cells all over your body. Okay, so that Obama's are going for gun control. Gun like control. he's got a beard. Going for gun control, gun control, I don't even listen to it anymore. But the fact is, you can be on a terrorist watch list so you can't fly and still buy an assault rifle. I think that's amazing. How about rational? That's an amazing. I'm not anti-gun, but I'm for rational. So you might blow up a plane, but you can certainly have an automatic weapon. What do we do then? We just accept that this happens? Yeah, I do. I do. I accept that it's going to happen. I always know where an exit is. I'm always looking. I went and saw public image the other night. I knew where the exits were. I looked around. I'll survive. And, And if you think you're safe in this 21st century world, you're not. But you don't have to be paranoid. Do you understand? We expect too much, right? Like we expect to be safe, and we expect when something goes wrong, the government's going to fix it, and we right. Well, well, the the island that we've been living on for the last fifty years has been an ano- anomaly of human history. Both the freedoms. There's a lot and of the disgruntled, spe- full of hate Americans. I'm full of hate. Tell but me you're more. not going to go. Shoot no, anybody. tell me more. No, but I'm okay. Hate I'm, or anger? I drive around with road rage. I'm getting it under control. It's much much better than it was five or six years ago. But I'm still filled with rage. I'm still angry all the time at people. I'm like, get out of my fucking way. Is that, trying irritability? To leave my life. Is that irritability from depression? or is that? It could be anything. I don't know. It's a, there's a lot of anxiety involved. When but there's I, a lot of opportunity in your life. There's a lot of... You can switch gears out of that pretty quickly, yes. probably. But I, I drive around, and I, I'm lackadaisical. I'm not paying full attention when I'm driving. I mean, I, I don't get into accidents all the time, but... I miss exits. I hit curbs. I'm not, and I'm like, how is everyone else not running into each other all the time? <laughs> no, I mean that, and I mean it from an anger perspective. Yeah. Like, why aren't we shooting oh, each other every day? Isn't there a freeway I think it's shooting? coming. I think it's coming. Not That's within great. our lives. Thanks, Bob. No, I it's think a, it's coming. Well, you're the apocalypse guy. He thinks it's coming. Yeah, I think it's coming. Here's what I think. After 9/11, I, I just I, a puppy. I, I thought this is going to start happening all the time. We're going to be the new Israel because there's so much fertile soil. Yeah, but that'll take care of it. Uh Uh-huh. That'll take care of it. Then when we become the new Israel, then we'll be taking care of business. Well, it never happened. Another attack never happened. I'm just saying, you said said we're going to become Israel. But I think it's going to happen now. Like police state? Just so, no, but there'll be so many attacks all the time uh, mm. from disgruntled okay. Americans. That's what I predict next. Next wave is going to be from the survivalist anti-government. You know, they'll get inspired. That copycat thing where you're killing people for ISIS, we're going to kill people for the don't tread on me. Well, this is the difference between antisocial and anxiety disorder. And once again, which is, I think we're going to get this eventually under control. Yeah, and, we will. And we'll be much better for but it. Not like how we're doing it now. No, I, it's going to take a long time. I'm more fearful of people, young people growing up. Okay, this is going to be kind of a stretch, by the way. But then again, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about ever, so why would this be any different? <laughs> I think. This your the entire mindset of kids nowadays, which is based around the internet and social media, leads them to believe there's more for them that there really is out there. There's yes. more. They're going to be famous. They're going to be. They're going to be respected. Yeah. They're going to have all this stuff. And I think that's going to lead to depression and trying to take out your anger on other people that have something that you thought that's you deserved. I'm talking about the fertile soil right there. There are already millions of people queued up for that that are angry. Yeah, 
But I don't think it's going to be ISIS. I think it's going to be more all the different hates are going to spread out. Now this thing is going to start spreading like wildfire. I really do believe that. Well, that's what uh, ISIS intended. Yeah. And uh, some of the stuff you saw on college campuses maybe was the first flare of that. Right? Well, we've been having these shootings for since before ISIS, but I think we're going to... It's it's There's something about it now. Yeah, but nobody, We're also used to the body count. I'm going to be totally honest. When it's 14, I'm like, oh, it's not that much. I was also. I, I, I hate to say yeah, it because there's body counts of 106 in yeah. Paris. There's yeah. body counts of the body counts. The the Virginia Tech yeah. was fucking crazy. Yeah. That was the new frontier. Yeah, where one kid can kill 60 or 70 people in 10 minutes. I got to also admit, uh, along the lines of what you just said, is I felt a sense of relief when I found when it, the first reports were it was a, a mentally. Uh, yeah. Challenged people's like care yeah, we center, yeah. and I my the first thought was some guy walked in with a gun and shot a bunch of kids, yeah. and then when I found out it was adults, I was like, oh, phew, oh, good, not yeah. good, yeah, but, but like, I mean, at least it's not children. Yeah, there is another layer to this too, which is just awful. Which is these this couple had a kid, they and don't they give, gave it to their they don't give mother. a shit. Yeah, so uh, we are this far away from the next thing, which is these kids become shields, bombs, etc. Which apparently they are in other countries. Yeah, they are. So we got a mess, and how we're going to solve it is not the way we we traditionally solve problems. Hope our listeners are having a nice time. This <laughs> 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 is really uplifting. Let's and I get back really, there. I'm Let's not sure back. I meant for it to go quite this far <laughs> but, down, but uh, but yeah, we'll put this out yeah, around Christmas, this Christmas time. Merry Christmas, everybody. So be careful shopping. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, listen, I hope to God that this... Hey, that's what... You know what? I hope to God... Amazon execs are probably like, cha-ching! I'm just saying... But I hope this laughter about being in public shopping spaces is not, uh, after the fact, seen as something Do you think we as people need to take responsibility in getting to know people better? And... Yes. I've always made this joke... Voltaire, buddy. For years and years... Years and years and years. Voltaire said it. I've been one of the few people at, at any improv I'm at... When I'm there, and I'm there a lot at all the clubs around the country, and I will walk through the kitchen and say hi to everybody every time I'm there, and I'll say bye to everybody. Nice. And somebody said, you don't have to go through the kitchen and say bye to everybody. And I'm like, just, I jokingly said, well, when someone snaps, I don't want to be the guy they take aim at. And I was joking, but then I'm like, do we need to do that actually? Yes. Yes. Make it more personal. Be respect. Build your community. Be respectful. Connect. Yes. I yes, interface with I interface with some very disturbed and and disgruntled young people yes. every day. I bet, and I know that somehow because I'm so you know kind of amiable and funny and cool, I I really think that like they're not gonna when they snap they're not gonna they're gonna be like oh that's yeah. cool yeah right and I I don't know uh, why but I do think community and love and yes. compassion has something to do with it. We live yes. in a very disconnected, We're, very yes. uncompassionate. It says it's compassionate, no. and it says there's a lot of opportunity, but there's not, Th- there's and it's even, not. I, There's even opportunity for religion to have a big impact here, too, to build church community and common interests and common support for one another and service to one another. You know another. what would be better for churches if they separated from politics? Oh, hell I yeah. used to think politics would be better if it separated from church. I no, no. longer have that optimistic. I think churches would be better if they separated from politics and but, adopted our secret society we have no opinions yeah. about all that but, bullshit. But whatever whatever the community is starts with the family, neighborhood, church, b- yeah. mall, whatever. Do what you can, Build, where you are with what you've got. Cultive no jardin. That's Voltaire. Cultivate your own garden. Mm-hmm. Start there. And speaking of that, we'll stop here. <laughs> you start there, we'll so stop we, here. We talked about terrorism and transgender Robin sex. That's pretty himself. good. Yeah, Thank good. you guys so, for having me on. Mike, I appreciate it. Come anytime. Would you have sex with Burt Reynolds if you could? No. Why? Because <laughs> I'm not gay. <laughs> hey, buddy, be sure to check out Mike Carano on December 26th at the Hollywood Improv. It's not really a comedy show, but... All music, and uh, Mike is is still entertaining. Also, uh, check out At This Life Podcast, the uh, Twitter handle. Also, check out DrDrew.com, where you can click through on the Amazon banner and support the podcast. And uh, check out some of those podcasts as well. All right, we'll see you next time. I'm an expert at overthinking Irresponsible in all the most charming ways I'm a genius when I've been drinking Hey, why'd you come here? I'm pleased not to meet you Surely you'd 
Time to breathe. 